How you going everyone? It is Jamie G once again. I want to say a massive thanks for joining me in today's episode. So today what I'm going to be covering is a couple of things that I do with my Facebook ads for both my own stuff and for my clients that has dramatically improved my results along the way. So anyway, I look forward to catching up with you guys right after this. A very warm welcome back guys and thank you once again for joining me in today's episode. For anyone that is new here, by the way, my name is Jamie G. I cover internet marketing, affiliate marketing, how to get started online and pretty much all things digital. Any of that's of interest to yourself, I'd love to have you guys join me. Feel free to hit that subscribe button. Alternatively, you can find me on YouTube via jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube. Otherwise, also run a Facebook group, and uh, I say I run it, but in reality, it's a community. Don't want to sound arrogant. <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> Facebook owns it, but I do put a lot of uh, information in there that does tend to help a bunch of people. If you want to join that, I would love for you guys to join that as well. You can find that via bit.ly forward slash Jamie G group. You'll be able to claim your own unique password and enter the conversation. Anyway, I look forward to catching up with you guys around the web. So, what am I talking about today? What's my train of thought? I have no idea. Uh, no, I'm kidding. So, look, I run Facebook ads, as a lot of you may have established, and I've been doing it for quite some time. Uh, and I was able to go full-time with my Facebook ads business in 2017. And in that time, I basically found a bit of a niche. So, I never really wanted to grow a huge monolithic agency. It was always about just breaking free of the workforce and allowing me the freedom to work where I want, when I want, and also focus on my other projects such as pushing more into affiliate marketing, things like that, right? So anyway, what I discovered is that there's a bit of a niche there working on behalf of other agencies because although I'm not necessarily the cheapest option for these people to hire, the agencies that is, it is a better alternative sometimes than uh, fighting against things like time zones and language barriers and not really knowing if a lot of the people they're trying to hire have that level of experience. So there are still flaws in what I do. I don't, I'm not saying I'm an expert at absolutely everything. That's probably why I have a pretty good working relationship with most of the agencies because I basically just tell them straight off the bat, look, here's what I'm really good at. Here's what I suck at. Uh, here's what I'm improving at, right? So anyway, uh, just trying to frame it and the reason why I'm mentioning all this is because what it means and what it has meant is that I've had the fortune of working across a myriad of accounts talking like hundreds of ad accounts thousands if not hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars in ad spend over that time and the majority of them are basically small businesses so little mum and dad uh, brick and mortar businesses things like lawn mowing companies like uh, mortgage brokers, like finance, uh, we call it financial planners, sorry, lost my train of thought again, so on and so forth. Uh, there's even car tires thrown in there, like there's been a whole bunch of stuff and of course e-commerce as well. Now Facebook changes almost as often as I change my underwear, like it is just ridiculous how many changes and updates they roll out on such a frequent basis. And it might be one of those things where they have had these changes in the background that they've been working on for eons, but of course, we, the public, 
uh, don't necessarily find out until it's already rolled out, especially in Australia as well. Uh, we tend to be the guinea pigs down here, so they will roll something out, whether it's relevant to us or not, doesn't really matter. They will roll it out, test it, depending on what type of feedback they get, they'll either roll it out across the rest of the world or basically go back to the drawing board. I don't know if they've ever actually gone back to the drawing board. Uh, seems that we don't really have much of a choice in a lot of that type of stuff anyway. So anyway, with all that being said, with all these changes and updates, one thing that they do consistently update and refine is their algorithm and how they're targeting people and how you can use that to optimize your campaigns along the way. So there's a couple of things that I do and this is something that I highly recommend, something that I teach uh, in my coaching as well. I do one-on-one -on -one, uh, Facebook ad co coaching with a number of people and this is one thing that I keep telling people as well, like you've got to test it. You don't know what the ad is going to do and just because something has worked on the same industry or even the, like almost an identical business, I've even found things like advertising in this demographic is actually completely different than advertising in that demographic for argument's sake. Just to give you an idea, and I've, I, it's blown my mind. So therefore, you have to leave your ego at the door and you just have to test everything. You have to go, yep, I'm probably going to be wrong and I'm okay with that because I'd rather, I'd rather make money for my client and myself than be right, you know? And, and the idea of testing everything does mean that you eventually will be right anyway, right? So, uh, and what makes that difficult is because when you're discussing this concept with clients, you have to basically say, look, yes, I've got a theory. It's worked quite well in the past. I, I suspect it probably will work again in the future with this campaign, but, you know, I would like to test it. And that's the thing, right? So how do you test? Well, thankfully, Facebook has a bunch of features that allow us to test right from, quite obviously, there's a button that says split test when you're creating a campaign and allows you to split test different metrics and the optimization process, things like that. But it goes even further than that. So for me, what I really love to do is set up a campaign and this is gonna be something that is rolled out so you won't actually be able to control the budget on the ad set level anymore. Um, it's actually moving so that uh, I'm not entirely sure when exactly, but it will be uh, campaign budget optimization, so CBO. Uh, moving forward, right? So um, you, you will be able to have a control like minimum or maximum spend per ad set, but uh, it, it will be controlled from the campaign level moving forward. Now, what that means is Facebook is then using the data that it gets and it's refining that process. So it means that when you put on your campaign and you've got like four ad sets just for argument, say five or whatever, it's going to find the optimal uh, optimal campaign and optimal ad set, I should say. And it's going to test that data out and then it's going to basically throw ad spend behind the one that is going to perform better than the others. Now, what that allows us to do is if hypothetically we have maybe 10 different sets of data, so we're testing 10 different layers of interest and it could be something as simple like uh, someone aged between 20 and 25, 25 to 30, 35 to 35, et cetera, et cetera, that might be our targeting layer. So we leave like everything else blank or, or like one interest layer plus one uh, age group layer. And then we might want to test male or female or whatever other gender you want to throw in there. <laughs> um, you know, we might want to test, uh, I guess, 
like location, things like that. We might want to exclude locations, etc. So the important thing is here, what you do is you set up a spreadsheet so that way you can monitor what you're actually testing for, okay? And the great thing is with the campaign budget optimization is you can put a, a budget from five to 10 bucks. I would, wouldn't suggest going any lower than 10, to be honest. But you put a $10 budget out there and then you have, say, 10 ad sets. You don't worry about retargeting at this point. We're not looking at that. All you're trying to do is work out what interest layer is, is the best for a cold audience or, or warm uh, audience for that matter. But you, like I say, you need to refine and, and define, I should say, what uh, interest layers you're going after. So if it is you know, gender or if it is age group or if it is interest or behavior, behavior is a big one as well, by the way, absolutely love it. Uh, you know, shopping habits, things like that, that's a, a great behavior. Because the idea being, especially if you're promoting sort of e-commerce items, if someone has a propensity to shop online, then it's probable they might end up shopping online for what you're selling, okay? So you get the idea, right? So anyway, you put a spreadsheet aside and you work out what you're actually targeting, but you let it run for just a couple of days. You don't need to go crazy. You know, I, I think it's going to, um, you know, it suggests that you need 50 conversions to properly optimize, but I, I, I don't really buy that because you you know pretty quick uh, what the winning ad set's going to be. So if you have a couple of different ad sets and you're testing a couple of different things, then you can just pull that data out. So you can go, okay, great. Well, now that I know I've got uh, this winning combination, you just pull that data out, you break it into a new ad set and that's your winning one, right? But it goes further than that. And this is what I love about Facebook nowadays is that they are always, uh, I guess, pushing the limit of what the platform actually does from an advertising perspective. So the next step is you can actually test the creative whilst you're testing the, uh, the ads, the, the interest and all that sort of stuff as well, okay? And the way you do that is you set up what they call a dynamic creative. There's an option when you go to create your ad. There's a little button, there's a little slidey thing. You press a slidey thing. It allows you to put six different uh, variants of image. Uh, up to five different variants of video on the same ad too, by the way. You can then put five different variations of the actual ad copy, five headlines, five call to actions, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so why is this so powerful? Well, instead of you manually having to cycle through your ads and go, cool, well, okay, I wanna split test these ones. Um, and if you've been advertising for a little while, you might know that Facebook has this weird propensity to Basically, it'll just shovel all its ad spend under one ad set into, usually it just favors an ad, and it doesn't matter if that ad's not like even getting good results, it'll just send the traffic to that ad, and you're sitting there getting incredibly frustrated because you've put all this time and work into setting up uh, you know, three to five ads, and for some reason there's only one that seems to be getting all the traffic, and even though the cost seems to be more than the other ones, you don't know why it's doing that, that is one of the holes in the algorithm. Some might argue that's one of the holes in my advertising repertoire. Maybe there's a different way of doing it. I don't know. Anyway, but the, what this allows you to do, of course, is then test all those different variations. So you can have this video with that ad copy. You can have that image with that ad copy. And Facebook will automatically do that for you. So going back to my comment before about uh, using the 
campaign budget optimization to test. You'll start getting data on that, but then you'll also start getting really good data on what combination seems to be working with those audiences. So say for example that you found your winning ad set and it looks pretty good and things seem to be converting, etc. But then you also have a look in the data of the dynamic creative. Bang, that's where the money happens because you can see, okay, this image isn't working. That image is working. That headline sucks. This headline is awesome. This is bringing in the conversions. That is clearly not. And the way to do that is on the right-hand side, after you've clicked on the actual ad itself, there's an option to um, break down the data. You can have a look at, uh, I guess, the actual text. You can have a look at the image. You can have a look at the video, headline, etc. You can also do that for the ad set level. You can have a look at the age group. It's one, one thing I teach a lot of uh, to my students because that's how you can refine the data. So look, when you think you've got a hypothesis and you think, okay, this is the audience I want to go after and, and want to target, but then you start getting the data through and it's a completely different demographic than you anticipated are actually becoming leads and sales, etc. then you can have a look at that data and go, oh, well, heck, okay, I got it wrong. Turns out that it's um, males aged 47, not females aged 27 that are interested in this. So then you can break that data set out and start targeting them uniquely. And then once you get enough data on that, you can then start forming lookalike audiences, which will obviously, in case you don't know, basically find people with commonalities related to your core audience. And, I'll, and I guess the other uh, little caveat on that point is that the more data you have in your core audience, the more aligned with your core audience that lookalike audience is going to be. Hopefully that makes sense. So uh, it's like anything, the, the better quality and the more data you have in your main sort of audience, when you go to extrapolate that out through the lookalikes, the better quality that or the lookalike audience is going to become. Hopefully that all makes sense. So there you go. A uh, little lesson on split testing and why it's so important. Now this is the automated way to do it. And of course you are relying in large part on the Facebook algorithm to do so. And that just means that instead of you having to manually do all this stuff, it's going to automatically find those, those winning combinations for you. And then you just need to break them out into a different ad set and that will allow you to scale. So anyway, that's it for me today, folks. Nice and short one. Hopefully you learned something there. Once again, my name is Jamie G. And if you do want to follow up um, and I guess learn some other stuff, like I say, I'm always available. You can hit me up on YouTube, jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube, my uh, Facebook group. Come join our community. Got a lot of big things happening there at the moment. bit.ly forward slash jamie g group to grab your own password into that conversation. All right, folks, thanks once again. Look forward to seeing you in the next one. Or actually, no, hearing, hearing, seeing. You know what I mean. Anyway, I'll catch you in the next one. Thanks, guys.